0: It's a little embarrassing when the pastor is sitting over here worshiping and singing, and it's the last song of the morning, and he realizes that he doesn't have a microphone on his ear. So then he has to walk all the way around the sanctuary and pick up a microphone. But we're good to go. Good morning. Some of you may have noticed that there was a. Uh, a mini quilt in the back this morning on your way in. Um, this quilt is for uh, Misha Davidian, who is being deployed, and so we want to encourage you on the way out to send a prayer on on her behalf as well as all those that are that are serving and We just want peace in this world um, we 're ready for Jesus to come, but uh We can pray for Misha this morning on your way out um, by tying a a knot for her quilt. One of the things that I've really enjoyed this past year, especially in the last several months, is being able to spend quite a bit of time in the classroom up at Mesa Grande. And uh, whether it's kindergartners or sixth graders, It's been a great time uh, in the last several months in particular. And, you know, we've talked about things that are funny. We've talked about things that are silly. And sometimes conversations go a little something like this. What am I supposed to do, like sit back and just take it? No, you should like totally write something else like what yeah like you just go and you like write something and then like you end up in this really fancy office with like a huge desk and like fancy shoes and like people will call you and they'll be like oh my god we like totally want to work with eric Foreman and you'll be like oh i have so many totally things to say to you <laughs> so I'm like so messed up right i get like fancy shoes totally nice i know that's what's so great okay cool good times yeah I don't know why you're chuckling. If my second grade teacher saw that video, I don't know what she would do. You may be laughing because you've had conversations like this or you know somebody in your house that speaks like this. Take a look at the screen. There is a Facebook group. Anybody on Facebook? Yeah, a few of you? There is a Facebook group especially for this cause using the word like repetitively when you can't explain something there's a group for that and the best part is if you if you're a facebook user you'll know in the top right hand corner you can like this group it's great but other times in the class we've had some serious conversations We've talked about things that really matter. Matters of the heart. Salvation. Family relationships. What it means to to follow Jesus. Powerful conversations that I wouldn't trade for anything. I don't know if you've ever asked a child to explain something to you. But sometimes when you ask them, they'll look at you with a blank stare. Or other times, they'll say something and it'll bring a smile to your face and it'll just tuckle. But almost always, if they use words to describe something, it'll start like this. Pastor Isaac, it's like when... Or... Pastor Isaac, it's like the time because they're trying to describe something that is foreign in terms of something that is familiar. Examples of great wisdom out of the mouth of babes because they are learning something from their Jesus. Jesus taught this way. outside of a few instances like we find in 1 John where it says that God is love, the scriptures are full of stories and illustrations where we're taking a concept that is foreign or not too familiar and describing them and explaining them in terms of something that is. We say that Jesus taught in parables. Parables. I wonder this week as I was preparing what our younger generations would say when we asked them to, to describe the kingdom of God. I wondered if it would go something like this. The kingdom of heaven is like the impact of a coffee merchant. And I know that we would never drink coffee, but the impact of a coffee merchant sinking the best fair trade, organically grown beans to sell to his customers. If you didn't catch that, ask a younger generation. Or have you seen the CBS show called Undercover Boss? Anybody seen that show? It's a great show. If you haven't seen it, look it up online. It's a show where the CEO of a company goes undercover in his own company. And he's trained for a week in entry-level positions because he really wants to improve the organization so I've thought the kingdom of heaven might be explained by a younger generation that the kingdom of heaven is like the undercover boss that goes out into her company lives among her workforce to bring about change one employee at a time the gospels are full of stories full of illustrations that show us that teach us something in familiar terms. in Matthew 5, Jesus talks about light that, that the light of the being, the light of the world or, or salt of the earth, light that penetrates darkness, salt that penetrates the food that we eat. In Matthew 13, our passage for today, Jesus again teaches by telling a story to explain about the kingdom of God. Now, the Jews that lived in Jesus' time, they were familiar with kingdoms. They lived actually as part of an occupied territory of the Roman Empire. And they were hoping and praying and looking forward to a king foretold by prophets of old to come and overthrow and liberate them. But the Jews were not familiar with this new kingdom of Jesus. So Jesus teaches through a story. And in each instance in this passage, Jesus starts the parable the same way. He uses the refrain, the kingdom of heaven is like. So Turn with me to the gospel of Matthew chapter 13. We'll be looking in verses 31 through 35. you don't have a Bible, there's one in your pew, or you can look up on the screen. The kingdom, so Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like, is similar to, bears resemblance to, a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all your seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants. And becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and perch in its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked through all the dough. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. So it was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. As I was studying, there are two things that stuck out at me this week about these passages. First, each of the parables involve an element of hiddenness, something that is hidden before it is revealed or becomes visible. These parables invite the hearer to do more than just listen with their ears or see with their eyes, but they invite us to discover or uncover the meaning. Now, being married to Grace, I've come to appreciate the beauty of the mustard flower. She went to school at PUC, and every spring she has to tell me about the fields of beautiful yellow mustard flowers that she wants to see near PUC. It looks a lot like this, a yellow flower and just fields. And you know, it's actually pretty nice. The flowers are beautiful. But the plant, it only grows about 18 inches, maybe 24 inches off the ground. And you know, it's really flimsy more like a shrub but in the parable of the mustard seed the seed is planted and it's hidden in the soil before the full potential is realized now scholars suggest that the mustard seed that grows big enough to be a tree with branches that a bird can perch on that's atypical What about the yeast? Yeast that alone does nothing. But when it's hidden in some flour and made into dough, and it's kneaded, the full effect is realized. Now, if you were a hearer in Jesus' time of this parable, you might have perched your ear up or It might have caught your attention because yeast was used to describe evil in Jesus' time. But Jesus has no problem. He doesn't hesitate to employ it in something to describe the kingdom of God. In these passages, in these verses, we have something atypical. Describing an atypical kingdom. The second thing I learned was that these parables of the gospel message are parables that teach us to penetrate into something, into our world. In Matthew 13 alone, we have the seeds that penetrate the soil. We have the man penetrating the fields, or the merchant that penetrates the marketplace. All offer images of penetration rather than evacuation. Powerful images that cause us to think. Jesus came to announce a a new way of life, a new kingdom. These are parables of hope. A new way of life with no more tyranny and no more occupation. Human kingdoms that advance with military might while the kingdom of heaven advances through stories, through peace, through the extended hand. These stories that are often overlooked and misunderstood have something to teach us. Everyone agrees that those that are in need should be helped someday by someone. But for Jesus, the dream of Isaiah, the teachings of the prophets were to be fulfilled then, now, today. I've been challenged to consider if Jesus was speaking to us today, if he would really expect the migrant worker to break bread with the Minutemen militia, I wondered if the residents in the Gulf States regions of our country would be expected to go out and buy their gas from BP. I've wondered if Jesus could seriously ask his followers, his followers that lost their life savings, to befriend a manager at Golden Sachs. All I know is that Jesus taught that the time had come today to cancel debts, to forgive, to treat our enemy as our neighbors, to share bread with the hungry and close the naked. Powerful things that we're called to do. Which is why I guess he calls us all to repent, to turn from our ways because the kingdom of God is at hand now in our midst today. I've learned that being a kingdom citizen is most challenging during trials in our lives. As a community here, we've committed to be a group of people that espouses to be loving God and loving people. It means that we strive to do everything in our lives authentically, for God's kingdom. It means that we can live like the teachings in Luke, where it tells us that when we do the things we do and say the things we say, we can tell people around us that the kingdom of God is here. The initial impact of the kingdom may be imperceptible or silent, like yeast as it works. But as a church, we've done well. We try to take seriously God's call. That's why we support missions in Haiti and in Honduras. We do mission work like the, at the local mobile home park or work with the House of Decision. But I wonder if being a Christian that believes that the kingdom of God is here now means that our responsibility is directly proportional to the needs in our world. Kingdom citizens do good because we love one another. Pastor John and I have begun some conversations with some of our elders' leaders. And um, we're developing some ideas and some, some specific ways that we can... Live, that we can penetrate our world on behalf of the kingdom. And this morning, I'm 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 able to present to you three specific ways that you can participate, that you can penetrate our world in the next several weeks. It's an open invitation. You can sign up on your way out today, and it's as simple as that. The first is that in just a couple of weeks we're going to have our annual Vacation Bible School. If you haven't been a part of Vacation Bible School, shame on you. Just kidding. But that's an opportunity where we have over 200 kids coming in through our doors, singing their hearts out, praising God right in the sanctuary, going around the entire campus, learning about God's love. Now, You don't even have to like kids to be part of Vacation Bible School. That's a wonderful thing. If you like to walk, you can come be part of our security team and just walk the campus wearing a little vest that says security. We'll even make you look special and give you a radio. All right? Just to keep our kids safe and a comfortable atmosphere. If you like kids and you want to be part of it hands-on, we need some group leaders to go around with our kids from station to station. If you don't like people so much, but you know, you're know you great at organizing something, then we need your help with registration and sign-ups and getting the word out through, through media so we can use you there. You can sign up to help volunteer or sign up your child for VBS on your way out on the computers. All done online. Take a couple of minutes to do it. So that's one way that you can penetrate our world. The second is, Pastor John and I have been talking about hosting a Calamason neighborhood block party in our parking lot. Now I want to make this clear. This is not something that we are doing for the community. But that's something we want to do with the community. That means that we're gonna to plan together. And that can be scary, but it also means that we, ha- we can have an opportunity for difficult conversations and fun conversations and planning just like we do in our own neighborhoods with our own neighbors as we try to plan and work together. So if you would like to be part of a, a team that kind of works with some of the key members in our community to plan that, we wanna do this every year there's a sign-up sheet for you to, to be part of that team. Third, as we prayed for earlier, um, we received news this week that Merle Harris is now at home. And if your gift is hospitality, then Merle needs some right now. He would appreciate some meals to be dropped off. His son's with him right now, um, helping, to, helping him to adjust to be back at home. But if your gift is hospitality, you can sign up and, and we'll be in contact with you to schedule a time where you can drop off a meal for Merle and um, share God's love that way. Stories defining the kingdom of heaven are, they're still being written and told today. And they'll be told for generations to come. One day, the children and the grandchildren that you're sitting next to this morning, they'll tell stories about the church that they grew up in. It's my prayer that we as a church family can penetrate their hearts with a love for God and a love for people in their neighborhood so great that one day when they're talking with their friends, they'll say something like this. Hey, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like that small church I grew up in, in Calamasa, where, consider this day, how that parable will end. So go now in peace, the peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, experiencing the full riches of his love, but penetrating this world on his behalf. Amen.